Welcome to Radioactive. It's a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives every weeknight at 6. I'm Laura Jones. Thanks for plugging into your community with us tonight. Stick around. Dr. Dave, earlier today, Zoomed a conversation about the end of 2022 and the start of a new year. Coming up on the show, we're going to find the common ground among Dr. Dave and his guests, Alexi Fisher of the Hammered Copper and Cocktail Collective. She's got a master's in scotch. Princess Kennedy of Salon at Library Square and her work with Project Homeless Connect and so many other ways she helps in the community. Plus, Rich Landward, professor in the College of Social Work at the University of Utah. Let's get going with some rallies and resources. If you go to krcl.org and click on Community Affairs, you'll find the Rallies and Resources tab. It's a curated list of events that we think you might like or want to support or just be aware of. You can always send me an item for consideration, radioactive, at krcl.org. All right, this Saturday at noon, it is the Free Iran SLC rally. If you want to know more about the Woman Life Freedom Movement right here in our own community, that is a great place to connect with folks. Sunday is the deadline for public comment on Utah's plan to address homelessness. From the Office of Homeless Services and the Utah Homelessness Council, they've released a draft of the state's new strategic plan. I've got a link in Rallies and Resources, as well as a link to where you can give your public comment, which again is due on Sunday. Wednesday next week is the last day to apply as a volunteer for the 2023 Sundance Film Festival, which just released some more films that they've got added to the schedule. But if you'd like to see it from the inside, you can help out at theaters and all sorts of other things they need help with during the festival. And the deadline to apply is this Wednesday. Friday, January 13th, if you're concerned about the expansion of Interstate 15 from Farmington to Salt Lake City, that is the deadline for public comment in this round of feedback on the environmental impact statement and such. In Rallies and Resources, I've got a link to the impact statement as well as the study website where you can leave your public comment. That deadline again, Friday, January 13th. And then looking ahead, Saturday, January 14th, it is the Benyon Center's Martin Luther King Jr. Day of Service from 9 a.m. to noon. Lots of ways for you to get involved in the community with projects both on campus and off. You do need to register to attend, and I've got a link for you as well. Stick around. Coming up next, Dr. David Derizotis is back from Peace and Conflict Studies at the University of Utah. He's been a host on this show, and now he does special projects with us, bringing together seemingly disconnected people to find common ground. And tonight, he's going to talk about New Year's rituals. To get us there, a song chosen by one of the panelists, Alexi Fisher of the Hammered Copper and Cocktail Collective. She's got a master's in scotch. Stick around to hear about that. But she chose Baby Queen by Gorillaz to share with us. Here's why. Oh, my gosh. So I listened to the song. Uh, my my husband and I were huge fans of the Gorillas, and I listened to the song and it was one of those songs that it tickles that part of your brain and kind of speaks to everything about how you feel. So the song is about this Thai princess who went to a gorilla show when she was a kid and uh, basically had this amazing experience and connected with the lead singer. And eventually she grew up to be the, the queen of Thailand and, uh, and she, she, she went into this again formal formal place and wasn't able to go to gorillas concerts and for me it was this transition 
of beauty and yet purpose and uh, place, but also in some for some people, you will always hold this memorable uh, space in their heart and in their minds um, that will kind of always stick with you. And it's okay as long as that that memory is respectful. But you're also recognizing the fact that people will grow out of that. People will change and they will grow up and evolve. And you want that. You want that for them. Um, but it's okay to have the memories of how they used to be. But again, don't hold them to that. Um, so for me, it was like I I saw myself evolve and change so much in 2022 to the point where it's like I felt like I had to constantly catch up to the new change. But going into 2023, um, I could look back at those moments and be proud and remember those, but also remember that in 2023, I am going to evolve into an even newer person. And that is okay. Gorillas, Baby Queen on KRCL Radioactive. Thanks for tuning in to Radioactive, and now it's time for our special about the new year with Dr. David Derizotis of Peace and Conflict Studies at the University of Utah College of Humanities. Hey, thanks, Laura, and thanks to our guests uh, today who are willing to spend some time with us so we can investigate the New Year's. And so I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourselves, if that's okay, kind of tell us whatever you want us to know about you, starting with Alexi. And so, um, Alexi, do you want to go first and just say a little bit? Sure. So my name is Alexi Fisher, and I am a I'm owner of two small businesses here in Utah. I own the Cocktail Collective, which is a cocktail and spirits education space. So, which is kind of a unique and uh, oxymoron in and of itself here in Utah. Um, my goal is to teach, uh, basically encourage smarter drinking, but also smart consumers. Um, and also have fun with the history that is cocktails because it is so deeply rooted in everything that we do uh, in our history, but I also own own the Hammer Copper, which is uh, a mobile bartending service, and it was the first Black female-owned mobile bartending service for the state of Utah. So I have been a professional bartender. I just celebrated 14 years, uh, which is my feet and my knees feel it. Um, but I I love what I do, and a lot of passion and a lot of uh, what I studied in college goes into that. So thanks. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Thank you. And uh, thank you. And then our second guest, Princess Kennedy, do you mind? And should I address you as Princess? Yes, that, that's my, that's that my would, first name. <laughs> that, would, that would be fun. So do you, Princess, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Princess Kennedy. I am a salon owner in the library downtown in the public library. I have a space down there that I've had for about six years. Um, I am, I don't know, a local celebutant. I do a lot of stuff around town and um, I work a lot with homeless charities. Uh, for example, um, uh, Project Homeless Connect is something that people kind of know about from Salt Lake City where we kind of do a big thing for the homeless community for resources. And I'm one of the people that sort of heads up with that in the hair portion anyway and that continues to let me kind of do that in the salon here in the library as well thanks and uh 
you know, for those of you that can't see what's going on, which is our radio audience, Princess has a lovely hat on. What kind of hat is that you're wearing? I don't know. I feel like Slash from, from uh, I can't remember what the band is now. Uh, anyway, Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Thank you. I'm sorry. That's my old lady brain kicking in. Yeah, I'm a Slashette today. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, uh, we have Richie Lanward from uh, the University of Utah. And Richie, will you please introduce yourself? Hi, all. This is Richie, a.k.a. Professor Papa Snow. I'm a full-time faculty professor in the College of Social Work. And I have spent my career working with combat veterans, firefighters, first responders, uh, most recently ski patrollers, mm-hmm. and helping them clear their mind of trauma so that they can engage in change talk and kind of paint a new picture of learning and growth moving forward into who they are. And that's me. Um, I also have a seven-year-old boy named Luke. And yes, I get to say every night, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> Wow, Luke is seven already. That's a trip. I remember when he was born. That was quick. So we have a list of questions. I think you all have a chance chance to see it. Laura sent them out. And uh, what I'd like to do is, you know, give everyone a chance to respond if you'd like. And our first question is, we obviously just went through New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And we're wondering what has New Year's Day meant to you over the years? Let's start with Alexi again. So I actually was just journaling about this. So when these questions came up, I was so excited to be able to talk about these. I, 2022 has been, well, was an incredibly wonderful and yet like car crash, unexpected rough year. And I, my family, and I personally suffered a lot, but personally in my business and even in my personal life, I, I did have a lot of successes. So when it came to the end of the year, I found myself not giving any any emotion to the fact that the celebratory ball was dropping or that the countdown was coming soon. I the thing that mattered most to me was the fact that my husband and I were cuddled up on the couch, that we were watching a horrible movie <laughs> that was comic was just comically laughable, and that my fur babies were just loving on us. And that is exactly where I wanted to be. And I I remember wanting to absolutely go out and party for the you know celebration of the end of the year. And it didn't mean anything as much as that moment meant to me. And so it's changed the way I viewed celebrating the end of the year and has now become this, I get to reflect and I get to be in this moment because granted tomorrow's going to be a new year, but tomorrow's also going to be Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, (laughs) whatever day is going to be and life will still continue. And all I have is this moment and I just want to be in it. Yeah. It's a nice story. And I can see the image of all of you on the couch. Thank you. And then Princess, how about you? Anything you want to say about what New Year's Day has meant to you over the years? Well, I recently, New Year's really doesn't hold a lot for me. I spent many, 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 many years just being hungover on New Year's Day. Um, I am over a year since I changed my relationship with alcohol. So that isn't so much a thing anymore. I just think that I, I personally being a club queen that I was for so many years, I've celebrated 
Um, many, many, many New Year's Eves on many, many nights that were not New Year's Eve. So I don't know. I don't really give in to the um, classic New Year's reset kind of thing. It's just not something that's really in my vernacular or world. Yeah, I hear you. Thanks, Princess. And Richie, what would you say to that first question? I love New Year's. It's the end of Christmas. Woohoo! <laughs> and the stress of just trying to meet everybody's expectations. But mostly it's kind of a start of not a new you, but it's a way to paint a few more pieces of your puzzle into the picture. It's a chance to say that was whatever it was and say, what would I like to do to be more compassionate, kind, forgiving? Um, how can I just add a few things to who I am? And of course, I love the New Year's Eve playing puzzles and having conversations with friends and love football on uh, when the youths play. So I, I love that whole time of year. But really, I love when New Year's is over and we get to have a fresh start and say, what's going to happen for this next year? Thanks, Richie. You know, one of the reasons we picked all of you as our guests is because we know you all interact with people constantly, right? And you all have different perspectives on what's going on. So this next question is kind of about that. You know, given what's going on in the world, and it does seem like Alexi was talking about, you know, folks having tough times. And it seems like a lot of people are having tough times, uh, not just locally, but nationally and globally. So starting with Richie, um, how are you feeling uh, being a human in uh, 2023 in this world we're in now? How are you feeling and thinking about the world? Richie? We have our light sides and we have our dark sides. And that'll probably be my theme today. When my dark side kicks in, anger, frustration, worry, when I become protective Papa Snow of my boy and my family. Um, and I'm a very loyal person. My heart aches and I worry. And I wonder, will there be a future for my, my kid, for my child? Then I take that deep breath and uh, I center myself. And I remember all the amazing events I've experienced in my life, both good and both bad. And I realize that the most important thing that could bring us together is when we try and learn and grow from our past. We try and incorporate that into what we're gonna do moving forward. And you know, when you're down and depressed and frustrated and worried, you tend to isolate and become a little more alone. And the new year for me this year means really establishing my community, getting back to my friends and my family and the places and spaces that I love. And I really think, and I do believe that community is the way we're going to move forward in 2023 with making some big changes. Thanks, Richie. Um, Princess, how about you? You want to tackle this one? Um, how are you feeling and thinking about this world we're all living on? I am a trans woman. And so my world can be dramatically different than everybody else's world. It's just the way it is. Um, I actually feel 2022 is a huge realization for me for many things. And we'll get into that when we go into talking about our last year. But um, I'm constantly amazed at how many other people there are like me around these days. That is something I've been trans since the 1980s, since I was a teenager. And that was 
really rough here in Salt Lake City. I left for many, many years. I was gone living all around the world for about 16 years, but I came back to Salt Lake City. And in the past year, I feel really positive about people being going forward and being able to live their life and live their truth. You know what I mean? We don't live in a perfect world. If anybody knows that, I do. And it's been, you know, tough in the past, but I find such an amazing thing when I'm like at the track stop and I'm maybe going up to the university and I see, you know, 16 other trans or non-binary people in a group of 25 to 30 people waiting for the train. And it's amazing because that was never, never, never the narrative before, you know? So I actually feel pretty positive about moving forward and where we're going because now there's just too many of us. <laughs> oh, that's a great answer. Thank you. And then Alexi, how about you? Before I say anything, Princess Kennedy, thank you so much for your amazing answer. And I have followed you for a long time and I just think you have always been fabulous. And so thank you. Thank you. I feel honored to be in the same virtual space. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Uh, for me personally, uh, I... I, I had a really hard time with 2021 and 2022, especially being a black woman in a very, very <laughs> uh, singular color state is what we'll, we'll call it. And um, especially opening the businesses that I, I have and I also have my master's certification in Scotch whiskey education. I'm a certified spirits professional and it's I'm constantly, constantly challenged, even in my own space that I created uh, to be able to establish myself as the like the knowing authority. And so it was incredibly difficult. And I I will say going into 2023, I've had the love and support and positive and sometimes uh, tough love reminders that I am I am the professional and I started these businesses because I am the professional and that yes I am a minority I am a woman of color but that does not that that adds to what I bring to the table if anything it is just another wonderful aspect and my my goal is to see more people who look like me or people who just want to get into this industry and understand it a little bit better. I want to make this a safe and comfortable space for them. And it yeah. shouldn't be intimidating. Yeah. Well, just from listening to you for a few minutes, I'm sure you do that as well as you, Princess. And I know Richie a little bit from the U. All three of you are really impressive. It's just time to take a brief break. Um, we hope you stay tuned for our, the rest of our New Year conversation with Alexi, Princess, and Rich. We asked the three of them to uh, pick a song that is reflective of the year for them, uh, the year 2022. And uh, Princess, what song did you pick? I picked It's the End of the World as We Know It by R.E.F. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Alexi, what was the song you picked? I chose Landside by Stevie Nicks. Yay, one of my favorites too. And, and Richie, what was your song? Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. And that's the song we're gonna play first for you. Uh, you'll hear Johnny Cash and we'll be back with some more questions on Radioactive on KRCL. The Ring of Fire, the Ring of Fire. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Subaru Share the Love event. 
a partnership with local charities in delivering hope this holiday season. Learn more and info on how to get involved at markmillersubaru.com. KRCL is hiring a production assistant to join our staff part-time and support the radioactive program. Details are on our website, krcl.org. KRCL is an equal opportunity employer. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Dave. You're listening to Radioactive. And tonight we're talking with three people from the community about the rituals around ending one year, starting another. And we're hoping that you can hear something you can identify with uh, and that you can hear how much we all have in common uh, at the same time while we all have unique rituals about the New Year's. And so, uh, Richie, you're up for the next question. This one's about, uh, because you all work with different people every day. Richie, what have you noticed about not just people in your family, people over at the U where you work, but just in general, maybe with some of the first responders as well. How are people feeling and thinking about their world now? I've never seen depression, anxiety, um, worry, concern, agitation, irritability. Um, I say what I'm seeing professionally and clinically is a collective trauma um, that everyone's experiencing causing sleep sleep problems relationship problems, um, a, a sense of worry and, and a lot of isolation. And, and I've never seen at this level, this type of suicidal ideation and suicide attempts. Um, we are in a new pandemic and it's a mental health pandemic. We're seeing this in kids and schools and teachers and parents, pretty much everyone across all walks of life is struggling in ways I've, I've never seen in my 20 plus years as a clinician. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. Yeah, I know uh, the the social workers I work with who are licensed all have waiting lists, and uh, <laughs> months. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for that reflection, um, Princess. What's your What are your observations about people that you? Uh, I think see? that a lot of people right now in for twenty twenty three they're really concerned about money. Um, I don't know who's been to the grocery store lately, but it's very real. And a lot of people are facing a lot of, I guess, catch up from what we've gone through, you know, and that's adding to the mental health issues that I think people are doing. You know, I mean, I, I obsess on the fact that I am just like, I could be priced out of Salt Lake City, if not for the fact, you know what I mean? I would have to yeah. be moving. My kind of people don't live well in places too far north or too far south so so you know I mean I think that that's been kind of the general consensus with my clientele and people that I work with but I also work I also work with a lot of people very closely like I work with a lot of people you know a lot of people who are transitioning I work with a lot you know transitioning gender-wise people transitioning you know into housing and stuff like that and so I mean it all just kind of adds up the coins you know what I mean of what's happening right now and it's it's a big concentration I think for everybody you know that is one of the basis of what's happening with the mental issues it's overwhelming it's very overwhelming you know how do I raise my prices at the salon and not lose clients you know what I mean how do I work at a base of of, um, you know, uh, of people, you know, uh, 
people who, you know, can't afford stuff like that. I work with a lot of people who self-care isn't really, a, you know, a luxury for them. So I'm just trying to find out this, you know, even keel of being able to serve people the way I want to serve people, but also I have to survive myself. I like that answer. Thank you. Yeah, when you were saying that, it, I was thinking that you're all familiar with the term intersectionality, of course, you know, where you have where a person might have multiple identities that are all uh, minoritized. Uh, but then we could say, in addition to the kinds of difficulties you're talking about, Princess, we're all living in the same world that has all these difficulties as well, as we all well know. What do you think, Alexi? I mean, I share the same sentiment as Princess. I mean, you go anywhere and the prices are just, it's stupid. It's its so easy to get priced out. I, with the Cocktail Collective, it's a in-person class space. There's only two like it in the entire nation. The other one's in South Carolina across the country. And it's it's incredibly difficult for uh, for people who have never kind of tried something like this to see the value in it. But what I have seen is the fact that during the pandemic, a lot of people drank <laughs> sometimes to excess and they're now doing the no drink January, which is absolutely fine. I'm loving the non-alcoholic uh, resurgence that's popping up. I am a big fan of it. And I'm also a big fan of people who just want to kind of temper their drinking and be a little bit smarter about it. I And that is my whole, my whole goal. Uh, what we try to do in our classes is teach people how to properly savor what they're drinking. If they went to this effort of spending their money to put it together and treat themselves to something nice, it's it's you have to kind of train yourself to how to enjoy it properly and whether that's alcohol or a non-alcoholic yeah. libation it you have to treat your you have to teach yourself how to do it properly but also i have a lot of people who attend my classes who are have left some sort of religious uh um like association or or transitioning to a new part of life and the main thing is they want to kind of give themselves this new experience because they have a lot of guilt tied to over over abuse or um, lack of understanding. And my goal is to try and facilitate that healthy relationship. And even if that means not drinking at all. Um, yeah. And yeah. I also 100% agree with Richie's sentiment. My, my husband is a, a wildland firefighter and uh -huh. a lot of our dear friends and family are also <laughs> first responders and uh, nurses and work in the healthcare, uh, healthcare field. And 100% to what Richie said, it is, it is through the roof. And I see it even in my own house. Uh, sometimes it is incredibly difficult. And it is something we absolutely cannot ignore. And it is sometimes just being kind to one another on the street. It is, it is being respectful, <laughs> even by just a passing glance. There's so much we can do just with our mannerisms and not even saying anything. Um, and so to just make the world just a little bit more hospitable to someone you don't know who is struggling, it would do tenfold to our community. And so I, I think we have, all three of us have a whole lot of opportunity and our goals and our efforts that we're already putting out there are doing that work. We just need people to follow suit. Yeah, I like that a lot. Thank you. As, as long as we have you speaking, let's give you the next question then too, which is, and I'm kind of thinking maybe this is in your journal somewhere, but uh, I'm imagining, Alexi, that you 
do some kind of New Year's resolutions. Tell me if that's true, please. And what would you feel comfortable sharing about the ones you made this year? Yes. So I, one of the resolutions I made uh, this year, um, and just sharing on a personal note more because I've been, uh, I've been, I'm of the mindset that what's mentionable is manageable. Uh, I, in 2022, I suffered a miscarriage that devastated my family. And uh, for us, it was it was deeply it was deeply difficult to process that but more than anything it was incredibly difficult for me because to separate myself and what i could actually do um versus just it, it happens um i am learning to be kinder with myself i I run two businesses by myself. And even though I have a lot of amazing support, family and friends and amazing staff who work for me, I still do a lot of it by myself. And I fail, I fail so much to give myself time to be able to step outside of that business owner role, to be able to either disassociate or <laughs> do a craft or a hobby or go take a walk. Um, just being able to refocus on me so my burnout does not get so heavy that has also been another one of my my resolutions so not letting my burnout get as as heavy as fast being more forgiving and kind to myself but i would also say um being i would say being a little bit more discernible in uh also who i let uh i i let be part of this, ama this amazing world that I'm kind of building for myself, because a lot of people want to take advantage of it. But I think it's also uh, responsible of me and any business owner to just trust your instincts. Um, and really, again, it just it comes back to it's okay to be there's it's okay to be selfish. It's okay. <laughs> self care is being a little selfish and you can only take care of other people. If you're taking care of yourself, you can only fill up another person's cup if your your cup is full. And so I am a, I'm a big proponent of just, you know, taking care of yourself, being a little bit selfish. Yeah, I like that. We always use the analogy uh, in social work of, uh, you know, when you're on a airplane and you're getting ready to take off and they say in the likely, in the unlikely event that the plane goes down, you know, the parents should put the oxygen mask on first, right? I because, love that saying so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. applies way more than just being on a plane. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Yeah, thanks for your answer again. And how about you, Princess, in terms of New Year's resolutions, anything you want to share? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I don't really give in to New Year's resolutions just because of how we know, you know, Maybe no promises and I'll tell you no lies kind of thing. I always thought it was a setup for disappointment. But resolutions sort of happen all year long. And I find that that's the easiest one to do. And this year, this past year, I had a lot going on. I um, was, I don't want to say that I'm sober because I will drink a glass of wine with a nice dinner. But that's happened like three times this year. So change my relationship with alcohol. I'm really facing... A lot of my, um, <clears throat> I don't know, trauma that I grew up with and a lot of the trauma that I've experienced as a, as a trans woman has been full on. But I've also kind of balanced it with, as a woman of a certain age, realizing that not everything is about me. And you don't know how hard that was for someone like myself. 
to sort of give up that. And um, I experienced some really awful stuff during 22. I lost somebody very close to me and, you know, it didn't come without its bad things. And then all of the feelings that I was going through, because even though I've been trans since I was a teenager, my decision to go on hormones didn't happen until 21. It was in November of 21. So I was navigating all year long with morning sickness and all the stuff that goes with all that stuff, which was really rough. And it sort of led me to this resolution, I guess, for 23, that I, um, I have been doing here for 32 years now. And uh, in eight years, I can't believe I'm going to announce this on radio, but in eight years, I'm going to be 60 years old. And I have been doing hair for 40 years. And I want to do something different. So by the end of this year, I myself will be enrolling into school to go into psychology and social work to help people with transitions, because there's very little out there for people. Like, had I known, like, I went through this massive, very personal note, um, hormone thing this summer where I was in the hospital for cramps and I lactated out of one of my rooms. It was so crazy and very, very small thing, but it's just something I went through. And so there's nobody to help navigate that as well as the childhood trauma I went through. I'm just going to go through and help others by helping myself. That's what I'll say is that my new year's resolution is I'm going to find out a long-term goal to be helping others the way I do, but in a more professional level. Yeah. In, you know, having trained uh, future social worker therapists for 30 some years, I can see you doing that work. Uh, I can also see you doing that work, Alexi, not that you need a third business. And, you know, uh, uh, Rich, I know you had a loss similar to Alexi and, um, just want to say to both of you, I'm sorry that you had that pain and, for, and Princess for your loss as well. And I appreciate you all being willing to talk about, you know, some of these things in front of everyone. Richie, do you want to talk about resolutions? I am very, very excited about my New Year's resolution um, because it involves values and connection. And when you involve those two things in goal setting, I think it lights your world up. So our big year New Year's resolution is family game night on Wednesdays. Um, so every Wednesday, Luke and I and Amber, we're gonna cook dinner together. Um, maybe I'll hit uh, Alexi up for a cool mocktail or cocktail ideas. And then we're gonna play a game. And uh, it's something that we've wanted to do, but got so busy with our careers and with Luke's lacrosse and everything else. So we are gonna take time every Wednesday to spend time as a family doing games. Um, and I kind of want to put this out to your audience, Dave. Big goals are awesome, um, but oftentimes it's the little things we do that make the biggest difference. Um, you probably see this, Alexi and, and Princess, in your jobs and your world. A simple smile, a kind comment, someone who says, hey, I, I've had a bad day. You walk them outside and chat for a minute. I really think New Year's resolution goals that are simple and small but that are part of a routine and build community and connection. That's where my heart sits when it comes to New Year's resolutions. Thanks, Richie. So uh, let's do a break now again, um, because we like music on KRCL as well as conversation. And Alexi, um, had, you had asked us to play Landslide. Could you tell us a little bit about why that song for 2022? 
I mean, to start off, it's Stevie Nicks. Uh, she is the queen of uh, just all things soulful and holy. And I absolutely just, I, I worship her. Uh, that song has gotten me through a lot and has, I felt like repre represented the uh, phases that I've gone through just this year alone that uh, I've had to quickly adapt to and have prepared me for what's next. Thank you. And now we're going to hear a landslide on Radioactive on KRCL. I took my love and I took it down. Climbed a mountain and I turned around. And I saw my reflection in the snow-covered hills Till the landslide brought me down Oh, mirror in the sky, what is love? Can the child within my heart rise above? Can I sail through the changing Bring it down 
Thank you. Welcome back. You're listening to Radioactive on KRCL, and I'm Dr. Dave talking with social worker Richie Landward, salon owner and trans advocate Princess Kennedy, and business owner, actually two businesses we've learned, and Scotch whiskey master Alexi Fisher of the Hammered Copper and the Cocktail Collective. And our, our next question, we're, we're going to start talking about uh, multiple ways to look at New Year's and uh, how we might consider revisioning some of our rituals. Um, and so I, I, the next question I'm going to ask Richie uh, to start with, and that is, are new rituals a good idea? Richie, you're a mental health professional, right? And you uh, train up people who do difficult work like first responders. Um, uh, do you recommend to the people you work with that they make New Year's resolutions? Are there, what are the advantages and risks? Um, 100% I recommend setting New Year's resolutions, um, goals and things that involve learning and growth and get you excited about life. Um, but it depends on who's setting that goal. If it's the broken, I need to be fixed, I'm a fraud, um, I, I, I don't believe in myself person, then my goals tend to be fix it. And they tend to be pretty damaging. And it's about my broken self. Now, if I take that deep breath and Alexi and princess take that deep breath with me and I feel my kind and compassionate and warm self who forgives and loves and just has this passion for life and the outdoors and people, those goals become helpful because those are my true goals, the goals connected to my values and goals I want to be part of with other people. So I, I'd say if you set goals with your dark side, that shadow self we talk about, Dave, in class, you're probably going to build goals that will fail. I, I think Princess did a great job of showing how you can set yourself up for disappointment and failure. But if you take that deep breath and you embrace love and kindness and who you truly are, that light side of you, then I think your goals become different and they become, as, as Alexi said, more compassionate to self um, and more understanding. And uh, the goals move from trying to change you to learning and growing. And so I would say if any New Year's goal, goals, if they're built around learning and growth and, and connection, you're probably going to succeed. Thanks, Richie. So, Princess, you shared with us that in a, a few years, we're going to expect you're going to join the ranks of our mental health professional community. What are you going to be uh, advising your clients about New Year's resolutions? Do you agree with Rich? I think that you have to be realistic about what you decide. Again, of what I said about setting yourself up for disappointment. And my motto for 2023 is going to be that there comes great comfort with discomfort, right? You have to feel all the feels in order to move forward. And along that line, setting goals for yourself to not live in the dark spaces in your head. And I find, um, and quite frankly, I find it very common with a lot of the trans clients that I work with, that patience is really, really hard. Like you have to do the work, you have to put the work in. Not everything is going to change for you overnight. You know what I mean? And quite frankly, you have to be realistic that some things are never going to change at all. And that you have to be able to vision your life dealing with some stuff. You know what I mean? And um, I think that the most important thing that you could do for yourself is to help other people. 
or to get your mind off of that inner self and that inner dialogue of hate or whatever it is that you're you're going through and because you're not going to be able to advance into the other goals that you have if you don't and my personal 2023 thing for um thinking outside myself is i have a brand new puppy can you say hi sugar this is sugar and Sugar is my new therapy dog. And Sugar is very cute. And wearing their Adidas um, tracksuit. I don't know if you can see that. But um, you would be amazed. You know, I mean, I'm a trans woman, like I've said. And I've been trans for a long time. So I'm not afforded the luxury of probably having a long-term relationship. And I definitely not afforded the luxury of having a family. I lost my personal family due to their personal beliefs. And I have a fantastic um, chosen family, but I needed something to really love. And one of my losses this year, it was more of a relationship thing of working on people that were broken. And so if I'm going to work on stuff from here on out, it's got to be comfort food for my soul. Yeah, understood. I just did a group yesterday where the whole uh, conversation turned to um, our relationship with uh, our pets and uh, uh someone had just lost a, a dog and another person had a dog who was dying. Ah. yeah yeah but i i just share that with you that um i think a lot of folks feel the way you do um thank you babies there thing. <laughs> yes alexi how do you want to answer that question well, to start off, I would love to just say the thing that I've been saying all of 2022. <laughs> Pets are the new children. <laughs> children are the new wild animal <laughs> and plants are the new pets. <laughs> <laughs> I I absolutely love my pets. Um, they have helped me cope with the loss, of course, that I dealt with early this year, but also uh, my standard poodle Lennon, he is a service dog uh, because I suffer from high functioning anxiety and uh, MDD, and I don't know what I would do without him. <laughs> and he has met, a figuratively and literally saved my life on multiple occasions. And so, uh, I mean, I would just like to <laughs> say that, but as far as um, I, I do think setting, you know, resolutions for the new year is a really good idea. Um, but just like Richie and Princess have said, you have to be reasonable and you have to be rational how you go about it. I used to be the one who, who set the goal of like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. And that was before I really had 10 pounds that I needed to lose. And now, I mean, 10 pounds, I barely notice. And more than anything, it's I, I want to like my body more and be less stressed if someone thinks that they can see my cellulite and my athleta leggings. I don't care. I, I'm dressing for myself and I'm dressing because it feels good and I, I, I want to go forward with that positivity in every aspect of my life. Um, and I, I, I've taken that into resolutions, not just for the new year, but just resolutions for every month, every quarter um, of my life. I just recently celebrated, actually yesterday was my birthday, 32, and <laughs> thank you. And I, I, my resolution for my birthday uh, was to really just feel serenity. Uh, I wanted to not be stressed out uh, about my birthday and 
it was one of the best birthdays I think I've had in a very long time. We didn't do anything extravagant. We we went to the Natural History Museum. We we took a walk. We we got to just kind of spend time together, me and my husband, and it was the best because it gave me a calm. It gave me peace. It gave me connection that I just I needed and that's what I really wanted that was my resolution for my birthday and you know this year my resolution for this year is to grow and expand my businesses in a reasonable way I can't I can't outgrow myself because again I'm doing this solo um but uh I I think it is smart to set resolutions because if you don't you, you really are not setting yourself up for success and i know that sounds very weird and kind of cliche but you have to set yourself up for success and even if the small resolutions like i'm going to i'm going to take my meds every single day of the week i'm going to make sure i stick to that plan i'm going to make sure that i show up five minutes early to my appointments because i'm chronically late uh or i'm going to make sure that i i shower every day if you suffer from adhd or depression i know that personally that's very difficult um giving yourself even just small small goals small resolutions those help build into bigger things because you start to feel better you have the confidence in your healing journey and it ultimately it can lead to a good year that you look back on and think yeah i i did that and mm -hmm. i i was successful thanks for that thanks for that answer and maybe sometime we'll have a an hour to talk about adhd it's something i have a lot of <laughs> i have a lot of uh, uh, beliefs about so we only have time for one more question you know i wish we had our i think we could spend hours just hanging out get to know each other better and so just kind of packaging this all of our questions into this last question what <coughs> excuse me else would you like to to say to folks that are listening uh today you know we we talked about how many people are having a tough time right now so maybe you want to address that or maybe you have a different vision of New Year's that you'd like to offer a different kind of ritual, or maybe even New Year's should be in a different time of the year, like the the Chinese our Chinese friends uh, celebrate New Year's at a different time of the year. Um, Western uh, astrology kind of marks the New Year in March, on, on the twenty first or twenty second. So, we'll start with you, Alexi. Um, anything you want to just wrap it up with? I would say for the for. The new year, I would, I want to remove myself as much as possible, uh, reasonably again, uh, from the consumer celebrations uh, that surround the new year. I mean, it's holiday after holiday after holiday. And granted, yes, we are in a recession and we're all experiencing it and we're struggling. And so I want to remove myself as much as possible from that and really connect uh, on a an emotional and a physical level and i mean even if that's making small gifts of like hey i thought of you and i made this for you um putting putting positive energy and vibes through just acts uh is the thing i want to do for the new year and that is how i've chosen to celebrate my new years for the past couple of years and it's been wholeheartedly uh therapeutic and cathartic in many ways mm -hmm. i like that answer thanks for that and uh, Princess, do you have something you'd like to say to folks listening, or, um, some different vision you have or thought? No, I don't think it's, it's not different and it's not original and it's not anything, but it's impactful. And it's just be kind to yourself and take time out for yourself. 
And, you know, don't stress yourself out over things like I'm going to go to the gym more. If you're going to go to the gym more, just do it. You know what I mean? Because it will make you feel better. Don't get lost all up in your head because you can't do something or whatever. It's just, you know, life will happen and all life happens for a reason. And you have to feel the bads to feel the goods. Mm -hmm. I, I like that as well. And one thing I want to say to you before we run out of time is that I believe at any age we can find love, you know. So <laughs> thank I, you. I just want to offer you that. And Richie? you have a chance to kind of wrap it up for us. What would you sure. like to say? So I'd like to share that in our profession as clinicians and social workers, we see all of you as a work of art. You spent your life painting this beautiful picture. And I would say for this new year, please don't put down your paintbrush. Keep painting this beautiful picture that is you. That's a great ending. So uh, we want to thank our panelists. What a great group. And uh I wish I could spend some more time with you. Maybe we'll be able to do that at some point. Um, uh, we want to finish today with a third song. Um, I understand uh, it's called Here I Go Again uh, by someone named Dolly Parton. Uh, Princess, you want to explain why you picked that song? Yeah, just because I think that every year is a repeat of the, of the time before. And um that doesn't have to be depressing and there's certainly nobody less depressing than the goddess that is dolly Parton. so i hope you enjoy her as much as i do happy 2023 everybody hey thanks y'all for spending some time with us on uh, on a noon uh, sort of semi-sunny day happy new year happy new year thanks, thanks alexi thank you so much it was a pleasure to talk with all of you